Meseches Peya Perik Zayin Mishneches Seven Eight. This is the last mission discussing Elulos. There's two cases. The first is Hamaktish Karmu Achlo Nodu Bo Haolelos. What's the din if a person is Maktish's Karam? That means say he consecrates his vineyard to become the property of the Beis Hamikdash, but he did it prior to the individual cluster developing to the point that it could be detected which would become Olos and which wouldn't. So very early on in the, in the season and development of the grapes. So the question is then, what will happen when, after the consecration, the cluster develop into Olos? The din is, Ein ho lelos la niem. It's too bad for the niem because they don't get any portion of those Olelos. The reason why is because the Pasuk specifically said, V'char los Olel, your vineyard you may not collect the Olos from. But the you in the referred to in the your vineyard is specifically a private person and doesn't refer to the enterprise of the base of Mikdash. That being the case, the property of the base of Mikdash is exempt from the various matanos, in this case, the matana of Olos. So that being the case, once the Mikdash takes possession by virtue of it being consecrated to it um, of the vineyard, so now, when the Olos grow, they are basically the Olos, and they never become the property of the Anim. On the other hand, once it can be determined which of the clusters will ultimately become Olos, and then, and only then, does the person be Makdish, he consecrates his vineyard to the Besamekdash, it's too late. Those particular clusters are the property of the Anim, and the rule is, across culture Kula, you can't demoktish that which isn't yours. So since these are now olos, just, you know, early in the season, um, the Balabais has no right over them, it doesn't belong to him, and therefore he has no ability to be demoktish it, to consecrate it, to become the possession of the base of Mikdash. You'll know in the previous mission we said that the Nim, um, according to Rabbi Kiva, this Lalacha, can't come to get olos until the time of the Betzira, of the harvest, and that hasn't happened yet here in this Mishnah, but that doesn't matter. That's just when they have rights to come into the vineyard. But in terms of that the nascent growing clusters belong to them as Olos, isn't disputed. It belongs to them as soon as they become the shape of Olos. So, therefore, um, once they can be detected, there's no way to be Maktish, these Olos, and therefore the Olos will not ever go to the base of Mekdash. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Yitnu Schar Gidulav Lehektash. Rabbi Yossi says, uh, that may be true, but one needs to compensate the hektish, the base of mikdash, for the increase in value that the grapes that are olos increased from the time of hektish, the time of consecration, until the time that uh, you know fully, fully they're fully developed. His rationale is that when a person's makdish, when he consecrates his entire vineyard, so that means that the soil of the vineyard and the vines of the vineyard all now belong to the base of mikdash. And that being the case, when the the unripe, you know, underdeveloped olos grow up to be fully grown olos, that increase in bulk and in value, it was derived directly from property that belonged to the base of Mikdash. Where did it come from? It came from the soil and came from the vines, meaning the kerim itself, the vineyard itself, which is hektesh, which is base of Mikdash property. And that, that being the case, the base of Mikdash, hektesh, needs to be compensated for it. Tanakam, however, disagrees. Tanakam says, the anim in having rights to the fruits on the vine, those olos, 
So of course that means they have the schus, they have the right um, to that portion of the nutrients that are embedded in the earth and in you know, the facility that exists inside the vine um, to develop those olos. And that being the case, um, the that belongs to the neem, and therefore there's no compensation that needs to come in addition um, to the base of Mikdash. On that point, the halacha does follow Riosi, that the schar gedulav, the increase in value um, after the time of consecration, lahektish must be also paid to the base of Mikdash. The second part of the Mishnah discusses something entirely different. It discusses uh, the requirements of shikha when it comes to a kerem. Shikha, you recall, is the prohibition against going back to collect overlooked bundles or individual, you know, um, produce as one passes them in the harvest process. So once you've passed them by, overlooking them, the Torah prohibits, um, it's Baal Tashuv, you may not go back a second time to collect them. So the first part of this section in the Mishnah discusses the case of an aris. An aris is when you have at least five vines, grape vines, that are um, trellised, they're draped over like a gazebo. Um, and that being the case, they sort of don't grow in a linear way. Atop the gazebo, on top of you know this this uh, wooden structure, you have grape vines growing willy-nilly, and you have lots of grapes dangling down. It's common, it's beautiful, um, but it makes for interesting halachic shaila, which is as you're picking them, you don't pick the grapes in a linear fashion. So at what point does one say that you know, you know you've passed by these section of the of the grapes, you can't go back for them? This question wouldn't really arise in the case of our modern day vineyards, and also they did vineyards like that back then, also where you train vines along, say, a rope or a wire, because then it's clearly sort of a linear process as you harvest from moving down the line. But since it's, and therefore it's clear that you've passed a certain point, you can't go back again. I mean, even if you spot some clusters, you know, as you've moved further along. But when you come to harvesting the grapes that are dangling down atop the gazebo, since it's nonlinear, the question is, uh, when you finish the section, you can go back to that same section. And, and uh, just to further explain it, explain it, it was normal to sort of reach around and, and you know, not go in any particular pattern as you move across the, the gazebo collecting those grapes. And certainly as you move around, so then you'll, you know, see, you'll either move the vine and see what's behind certain leaves that are coming off the grapevine, etc. And grapes will appear, and then you'll pick those ones too, and so on and so forth. So the question is, how do you define the mitzvah of shikha when you're harvesting in such a scenario? That's what the Mishnah says. Ezohi shikha baris, which grapes dangling down off of the trellis vine constitute shikha? Any cluster which is so far past where you were standing originally that you no longer can reach it um, by extending your hand. So that is to say, anything within its arm reach still becomes uh, fair, still remains fair play, and you can you can take that. I'm talking going back, um, even if it's you know you kind of pass over that section of the vine, you can go back to it again because you haven't moved your legs, and it's that's the way of harvesting, but once you've moved on to the point that you can't reach one of those passed up uh, grape clusters without moving your feet, I mean, your hands can't reach, you have to walk back there, that will be the prohibition of shikha to go back for those clusters that were overlooked. 
Uveroglios. Now, what about Aroglios? Aroglios um, are literally means, I don't know, like leg, leggy ones. Um, these are vines that didn't get trained on any rope and say not on a, on a trellis. They're just, you know, growing on the ground, as grapes probably did uh, for a long time before people cultivated them as the way we have them today in a vineyard. So Roglios, very simple, rudimentary vineyards. We have grapes growing along the ground. The din is Mishiav or Himena. As soon as you pass by, you know, the grapes you're collecting on the ground, you can't go back. That is to say that since the grape vine grows in a linear, albeit maybe windy, but the point is there's a single vine as it kind of progresses along the ground. So it's clear that the normal way to progress your harvest is to move along the grapevine, however sinuous it may be. And uh, it's not normal to, you know, go back a second time. And if you would, that would constitute the prohibition of shikha, of going back to collect forgotten fruits, uh, which is disallowed, of course, because those overlooked forgotten grapes are gifts of shikha that belong to the poor.